Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. This is Pastor Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. And Pastor Todd. Good afternoon. Pastor Bonnie sitting out this week, but Pastor Todd, glad that you're back. And um, sounds like, so you had all these computer shenanigans. How'd you make out? Oh, so actually, I made out a lot better than I thought I would, because, all right, for those at home who don't know, my my laptop, the trackpad, and keyboard died on me. And so everything else was working fine. So I ended up actually having my laptop with the keyboard plugged in and a mouse plugged in so that I could use it until I got fixed. And I felt stupid because I was like carrying all this stuff around, which is like the exact opposite of the purpose of having a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like sticking out of your bag. Yeah, stuff. it was. It, I felt ridiculous. But um, but actually, I called the Apple store and set up an appointment. It was like a week until I got the appointment, but they took it in. Oh, it's going to be like you know normally it's two to three days but with the way things are a little bit slower right now like three to five days at least so i was thinking okay all right well i can use my phone or my my old old tablet as much as i can until then and uh but then they called me back the next day and said it's done so yeah. i was like wait who is this because <laughs> i wasn't yeah, expecting right, it right 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 so I'm like, okay. Oh. So I ran over and picked it up right away. And the and the person who had called me is the one who brought it out to me. And she's like, I think I just called you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you did. I just came right over. And she goes, I wasn't expecting you to come over this soon. I said, I wasn't expecting you to fix it this soon. So <laughs> we're all on the same page here. Wins win. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. So now it's working. So there you go. Yeah, that's nice. good. And I know Pastor Jeff had some issues, but he got his back today. Sounds yeah. like it's working fine. It looks like so. it, and it, he was all worried about having to reinstall everything, but it looks like they didn't touch any of that. So, yeah. So he's good. Yeah, which is great. So, And yeah. then in the middle of all your uh, computer shenanigans, you found time to list and <laughs> sell your house, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they yeah. had it for like one day, and you were like, oh, I'll just sell my house too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, it was a great – honestly and truly, it has been a crazy week, and it has been really an anxious week because – when some of this stuff happens, sometimes you think to yourself, like, did I make the right choice? Am I making the right choice? I don't want to just do this out of motion. It, it was it was crazy. And then the fact that it happened so fast didn't even give me time to warm up to the idea. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and list it. And I was expecting people to be looking and like like a week or two of people coming in and out of the house. And it was like the first the first people who saw it. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm happy it sold, but just, can we slow this down a little bit? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah, a little... Yeah. So it's, it's it's just been a it's been a crazy week, crazy week. Yeah, big week. So All right, well, let's talk about the sermon for a little bit and you opened up. <clears throat> I believe you opened with that and and you kind of kept referring to that. And so this week the topic was fear, you know, in a series called <clears throat> You're not the boss of me. And our theme verse about uh what Jesus says in Matthew 15, it's not what goes in it's not what you eat that defiles you it's what comes out and because that reveals what's in your heart and again i i keep saying this i think this series has been really appropriate i guess because that's the human heart right these things are always in our heart so it's probably always appropriate Mm -hmm. but just with it being an election year covid fatigue social um issues being raised all of it you know and it just feels like it's been a good um uh, series and topics, you know, so we talked about guilt, talked about envy, anger, and, and I loved the message yesterday. Yesterday, um, Pastor Todd, you preached on fear. And so the main text you were talking about was in Matthew 8 with Jesus calming the storm. And I, again, I like how you broke it down. And um, so you kind of started with reasons that we experience fear. And I, I actually like how you said in the beginning, hey, there are legitimate reasons to be afraid. Yeah. Even in the story, it says that the storm had come suddenly and fiercely that's 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 legit it's a real reason to be afraid you know right um yeah yeah i just think that there's times in life that there are really things that are dangerous or i don't even want to say dangerous but things that are like serious we'll put it that way that happen and um i think there's real reason to be afraid of letting your kids play in the street yeah, that was a good example that you had. Yeah, I, I think there's real reasons to be afraid of your of letting your kids touch something hot. You know what I mean? But I think there's also other fears. Like, if you're if you're, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to be Debbie down here, but if you're in a relationship where like a person is is being abusive, there's real reason to be afraid there. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, you shouldn't be afraid because there is valid reason to be afraid. And and so like 
the see truth red is, flags in a person in right. a relationship. Yeah, the way they treat somebody, their 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 parents, their mother, if if it's a guy, the way they treat their mom. Like, oh, I see the way they talk to each other. That's a red flag. That makes me fearful sometimes. Would he treat me that way? Would whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think there I think, I think sometimes. It, uh, it may not always feel good to not be dismissive of fears because you know who likes to be who likes to be afraid but there are times when like there are really things that you should be like something here isn't right and it's making me nervous and i feel afraid of what this means or whatever like um so actually so then i i wanted to ask this and so this is a good place to start then um you, i think you had a passing comment about like uh how fear can be a good motivator or it can ma- help us make wise choices like so are there times that are there times again i think that's what you said that fear can be a good motivator or what how can it motivate us in a positive way is that possible or not really i don't know yeah the one thing that comes to mind and i think we talked about this in staff not too long ago is like sometimes fear keeping you from sinning like i'm afraid that if i do this i'm going to get caught oh we did talk i mean that that that's not always the best motivation because then if you're not afraid of getting caught, you might go ahead and do it. But there are times where like having a sense of like um, a healthy fear of like, this isn't right. And I'm afraid if I get myself involved in this, it's going to take me down the wrong place. You know what I mean? Would you say like, would you say maybe in that sense, there's like an accountability. So at a base level, it is fearful. I don't want to get caught. I don't want, someone in my church or my boss, my pastor, my wife, I don't want someone to catch me doing this. That's like a base level, but that, that matures into an accountability to say, well, so I, I, I don't, does that make sense? Am I saying that right? Or am I not? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, yeah, you're, I think you're saying it right. And I think, um, fear is, so uh, let me back up. I, uh, I think I, I have a friend who, who's like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm never afraid of anything. He's like, now I get concerned about some things, which is a nice way of saying <laughs> you're afraid. You're afraid. <laughs> it's a manly think, way of saying but you're I, afraid. At the, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, I think him even using that word is actually interesting because I do think we lump a lot of things into categories of all of these things are this. We I think Pastor Matt and I talked about like, you know, I love Chick-fil-A and I also love my wife, you know, mm-hmm. yes. and because the English language has this one word that we associate with love it's hard to really differentiate the level uh that we uh, uh that we associate to those things right uh, so in this regard you know fear i believe is a little bit similar in the sense of you know i'm afraid but i think it would be good for us as people to maybe adopt using you know words or synonyms that are specific yeah that kind of give because and here's why just now when we say yeah you know can fear be a positive motivator i almost like immediately am thinking i guess yes but i also believe that if fear keeps me from sinning then i believe that i'm still immature in my walk of faith because the maturity of my faith brings me to a point where i don't sin I don't, I don't not sin because i'm afraid i don't now i choose not to sin because i love uh, you know what i mean and that to me is the more mature way of seeing that kind of, that's growth that's evolution that's how our faith yeah. should work it should come yeah. to that point where love is the motivator for why we do and or do not do things you know and and i would like to think that and that evolution that process happens for everyone i, I mean let's I'm be very honest there are some things that I don't do in my marriage for the sheer fear that my wife would kill me, right? Like, yeah. But it should uh, wisdom, <laughs> wisdom. Um, you know, and an evolution of my my understanding of my relationship with my wife should move me to a place where love is the motivator. Say, so, you know, I love my wife too much to dot dot dot, or I love my wife so much that I dot dot dot. Um, well, and I think of that verse, that scripture verse. I think maybe you and I were talking about it. Um, where right Jesus says, "Don't fear, man. Don't be afraid of man. Right. Be afraid of the one uh, who can kill you. Be afraid of the one who can kill you and right. send your soul in hell." So there's, I guess he's talking about a perspective shift, but he is saying, "Yeah, you should be afraid." Like, right. but I uh, just think of that when you're yes, no, from no, you're what right, your you're example. Right. And yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say even along that lines, you know, Scripture does say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom too. Right. So there's this idea that 
that maybe in that aspect, it's a fear that leads to respect, you know, and understanding, okay, God is um, terrible, not terrible as in bad, but terrible as in like, like powerful, mm-hmm. you know, terrible as in he is, we should have a healthy fear of him. Yeah. Um, and that shouldn't be the only motivating factor. There should be love there too. But even when you notice, like I think about when the Israelites approached the mountain and Moses was like, all right, come to the mountain with us. Cause God wants to speak. And the Israelites like, no, 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 no. You talk to him for mm. us. He is, he, it's too, we're, yes, it's, yeah. you talk to him for us. Moses had a healthy fear of God and yet his fear of God motivated him differently. He, he needed God because of his healthy fear. Like, like God, mm. I, I'm going to approach the mountain and I want to see your face because I, I need you. And, 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 and I, um, I don't want to sin against you. And that's mm. Joseph had a healthy fear of God. And the book that we're doing in yeah. staff mode, you're just talking about how like he had an opportunity to sin with, with um, Potiphar's wife, Potiphar's wife. And he was like, how could I do this against God? You know, how could I do this? So there was a little bit of a healthy fear in that. Sure. Right. You know, and even then, though, you said, right, the word reverence, which I think is different. Like, and so, you know, like when we say fear, right, like I feel like we just as English speakers, like in general, like it's it's so encompassing. Of it's like, yeah, we right. gotta, yeah. we, I feel it's like, like a shade of, of. Yeah. But I think and I think. Right. So here's a perfect thought. Right. Or perfect example. You said just now it's a shade of this. When I talk to my wife about colors, like her being like an art artist or whatever, I could say, "Oh, it's this color." She'll be like, mm. "Like you know, like she'll <laughs> be like maybe like," but she sees it like this. And when she allows me to, to see, she'll 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 show me a color palette, and she'll be like, "Well, this is this. This is why this color is called this." And then I'll be like, "Oh wow, this is actually really beautiful." And so. It helps me to now see and appreciate what's in front of me better because I have a better understanding for what this hue of blue is as opposed to this hue of blue is. And I think when we can do that theologically, I think we're actually helping people grow closer and see even the picture of God more clearly. Mm. So rather than it being about fear, let's talk more about reverence so that you can frame your theology and how you view God properly and when you begin to do that i think people will start to and i will i think i think we'll get to this in, in the podcast but i think you unpack this really well pastor todd about how people may hear it one way god saying you know like what mm-hmm. are you doing and they may hear it like oh he's about to scold me when in reality he's like no i'm, I'm calling out to you Sorry, which is <laughs> which is which is different, you know, like him calling out to you and drawing you near, drawing you in right. as a loving yeah. father. And I think that when we can help to give some more clarity in that way, I think that we can't lose. And we're really discipling people and helping them to see Jesus uh, for who he is. Yeah, that's good. Just a, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out. It's a little bit of a different vein because I think the t- type of relational things that we're talking about is a little bit different than where I'm about to go. But this is also part of fear. Hey, sometimes when you're at the ocean, it is healthy to be afraid of the riptides. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. When you're when you're watching YouTube and you see these people holding their girlfriend out over top of the skyscraper ledge, uh, they are lacking a healthy fear. Yeah, they just <laughs> you know? lack a lot of things. Yeah, common you know, sense. It's common sense, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think that's some of what I mean when I talk about, like, fear can bring some wisdom. Mm. You know what I mean? Is, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think that is what I kind of meant by that example, uh, by my original question, but I think it's really good that we went there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that sound you heard up was my Bible program opening up Lagos. And I was checking even this word here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's Proverbs one, seven, the word fear, the Hebrew word there looks like it's Yura, I guess. So it, number one would be translated reverence. A state of piety and respect towards the superior. It can also be translated fear, terror, state of great anxiety and alarm. It could also be translated worship, the act or speech of showing profound reverence towards the superior, which may include ritual action, or for awesomeness, that which causes wonder and astonishment. So you see the different shades mm-hmm. it can go. And yeah, so yeah, when when we're having that discussion it's good to maybe use other descriptor words so yeah, yeah but and i th- think oh, sorry i was gonna say i think and pastor todd brings up this example quite often when i hear him talking to um the teenagers but you know having that 
um, uh, I think it's um, C.S. Lewis who you know he paints Aslan as this lion on <laughs> yeah, purpose. Yeah. Like it's it's a, it's for a reason. It's so that you can have experienced all of those things, which is like the thing, which is the thing, right? Like it's like God exhibits everything that you just laid out in that list at the same time simultaneously. Yeah. So therefore you better come with some respect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, cause most of the time, like, you know, I, I can barely hold it together with my kids if they do something goofy and I'm trying to have the dad voice and, mm -hmm. and invoke mm -hmm. some sort of reverence or terror. If you, and they you know, say like, something yeah, that yeah. you're seriously it, like, kid, it, it, kid, you know, that's like, hilarious, but I can't laugh right, right now. Right. It's, I can't. It's ridiculously <laughs> funny. Like, I want to laugh about this, but I'm like, yo, I probably should not <laughs> right. laugh. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Aslan thing when, uh, um, the kids are like, well, is he, ta is he, is he tame? Right. And like, was it the Beavers? Yeah, Mr. Um, Beaver. It's like tame. Heaven's sakes! No, he's Heaven's not tame. Sakes. He's a lion. He's a lion, Lucy. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> no, so that's good. So, all right. So important fear of the Lord, and um, there are legitimate reasons to fear. And again, even the just the examples in the street uh, at the beach with the waves. Yeah, sometimes so that can help us make wise decisions. Then he talked about, and I think this is probably a little bit more where the sermon is going, um, about exaggerated fears. He said we build them up in our head, that we imagine the worst possible outcome, so that's the only possible outcome. Yeah. Why is it uh, so easy to live there? Like that, you, you know, like you had said that, like, oh, I'm homeless now. Like you had such great examples, but we all, at least I can do that too. You think of the worst thing that can happen. Like your mind just goes there, and now that's the only thing. It's the only right. thing that can happen. It, right. It's it controls you. It's it's all you can think about now. It's crazy that it's it's literally a scenario in your mind. Like zoom out, just look at that person over there. I don't even know who they are. There's chem there's electrical signals going on in their brain, and now now it just determines everything. It's a fear that it just controls you now. It's crazy. Man, I wish I had an answer for that because I struggle with that a lot. Like sometimes sometimes stuff I'm just like eh. But then other things, man, like I see something and in my brain like catches on that thing. Yeah. And it's like once that happens, it's so hard for me to dislodge that. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I guess part of it is um, I guess part of it is when we sometimes have those weaknesses, maybe we do worry a little bit or maybe maybe we're a perfectionist too. That can mm. also lead to fear like, Oh, if I don't do this right, then they're going to think this and we latch onto that. But I guess where I'm going with that is maybe sometimes when those things are a weakness, I don't want to, I don't want to overemphasize, but I also don't want to downplay either. The fact that we do have a, a spiritual enemy who sometimes sees those things. Like is that lion prowling around us looking for the, mm -hmm. you know, looking for the opening mm -hmm. And sometimes I, I wonder, I think God may, or God, whew, I think sometimes Satan hops on those things yeah, yeah. and is like, oh, here's a weakness. Let me just whoosh, put my claw on that, you yeah. know, and then, and then like whispering, reinforcing those lies. And then, and then my mind just, whoosh, it's gone. That's all I see. And I, I think there's a lot of things to it. I think more people, some people are more susceptible to that because they struggle with just having a negative worldview yeah. sometimes yeah. i think some people struggle with it um and just being very honest i think some people struggle with it because they have control issues they want to be in control so much the idea that something would go opposite of their plan invokes fear mm -hmm. um and in that regards <clears throat> uh they can get trapped in that that sense of fear and find themselves battling you know and i think there are times where I mean, I want to be very careful how I word this, but I believe that there are times where God allows for a person to wrestle through some of their fears so that they can relinquish control back to him. And I think that when he allows for that, he does it in, in he does it in with the intention of restoration, you know, like to bring you back to a place of, dependence upon him and surrender to him and i think that um that's hard you know that's that's really tough i mean i 
if you are the type of person who struggles with control, <clears throat> you know, wanting to be in control, wanting things to go a certain way, um, you can even sometimes use Bible verses to back up why you, you know, believe, mm-hmm. oh, it should mm-hmm. go this way, you know, because the Scripture says that, that, that. Okay, great. Scripture says, but are you now trying to use Scripture to invoke your way? Like, because now, yeah. you know, you, you can't do that either. <clears throat> but I do believe that for some people, um, they hang out there because they cannot see or they struggle to see that that's probably a better way of wording it. They struggle to see, they struggle to see themselves in a place where they're dependent upon God to do or to be in their life. And that sometimes comes from being raised in spheres of, uh, you know, parent homes where they teach you to be self-sufficient. You don't need anybody's help. You could do this, you know, pull your stuff, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and, and, and you can sometimes almost anchor your identity there and God will allow you to come to a place where he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm, I am the one, you know, I am the gatekeeper. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. And I want you to remember that. Um, and the longer you decide to be in control, you know, um, the more I'm going to try to wrestle control back to <laughs> you me, know, or whatever, you, you know, know, or like let that. you be, uh, let you succumb to your own limitations, the consequences of your limitations yeah. or the consequences of your decisions to be in control in this manner. And I think that, um, some for some people, I'm not saying everybody, but I think for some people, their issues of fear do come from their desire to want to be in control. That's that's a really great thought. And actually, even from what you just said at the end there about kind of the consequences of your decisions, maybe God will allow you to experience that. Um, I was going to ask that later on. Pastor Todd, you talked about three possible responses we can have to fear so we can let fear be our boss we can try to be our own boss or we can trust in jesus and i think for the first two especially the second one you can try to be your own boss i i wanted to ask a little bit what maybe that looked like or what can be pros and cons but that was the thought i had that you just said pastor jamal was like um if you want to be your own boss maybe in some ways god will now uh, okay let you be the boss and now you trying to control the situation, you get to reap all the benefits of that, which right. there aren't any. <laughs> right, or right. There's very, very few. few. There's yeah, few. Yeah, yeah. You'll have a couple, and then you deal with all the negative consequences, right. too, where Jesus... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, no, no. I'm saying, no, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, you may reap the benefit of, see, I was right about this. Great. You were right about this. And what else did you gain? Yeah. Nothing. You know, like... And, yeah. and that's why I, I, I think I kind of threw it in there. Uh, another, again, another passing comment, but like the idea sometimes like when fear drives us to try to handle ourselves, we make decisions that will make us feel more comfortable. And sometimes it alienates us from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of, oh boy, I, want, I, want, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but I think of uh, my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law always wanted a certain type of relationship with Steph. And so sometimes because she feared she didn't have it, she would try to, in her fear, try to manipulate that to happen. And actually what it, the very thing she wanted was sometimes the very thing that she drove away. Mm. Yeah, and I've thought that, I've seen with people I know too, it's it's funny to me on the outside, right, like um, somebody I know, I know they really wanted their kids over for Mother's Day, and so they came over, and it's nice that they came over, but I was like, I think there was like a manipulation to make it happen. So it's like, all right, well, so good. You got everyone to come over for mother's day, but now I think everyone just feels like a little resentful of that I or was, whatever. Maybe I was going to be here or I was going to get you this or like, we were going to come next time. But like you're now dealing with, I made everyone come here right. instead of, you know, whatever. right. Like I didn't get my, I didn't get to choose to be here. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's it. I think sometimes too, like, Hey, if I'm afraid that this and this is going to happen, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure this and this isn't going to happen. Yeah. You know, like I'm I I guess part of what I mean about being our own boss is like everything rests on me. Mm. Everything rests on me in this moment. And so I have to do everything to make it happen in a way that's going to turn out positive. Yeah. And I, I think that's exhausting. Like imagine trying to hold up the whole world on your own shoulders like that's got to be exhausting. And uh, and I think the opposite of that is that, well, if everything rests on me, then I'm just going to avoid it altogether and, and not deal with it because I don't feel like I can or for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, I just I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I like how you said that at the end. So you can you can allow fear to be your boss, which you said things like fear is a fickle boss, fear is a liar. Um, you can become your own boss. We we live. We, we have to all choose how we respond to mm-hmm. fear. And like I, I like we said earlier too that we may all struggle to different degrees. I think maybe that's what's good about this series, is like you said, the enemy I think knows our weaknesses. For some of us, maybe guilt guilt of the past guilt of what we did or didn't do what we said or didn't say that may be really tough for some of us mm-hmm. other of us others of us it may be fear anxiety about potential future events that may never occur but it's just yeah. they play over and over in my head it may be anger that i'm triggered so easily so the all these things are in our hearts and um it's deciding how do i live in spite of that but i, I uh, uh you know how do i allow myself to be controlled by the holy spirit and I did want to ask this, though, kind of thinking of that, just because we brought it up in Building B. We were just talking before we hit record here. You know, somebody shared their story in Building B in Second Service about being healed of even like a phobia, right? And so I think kind of the thought of this series is like, hey, sometimes these things may just be inside of you and or it can come back up and you have to deal with it. But I like what he was saying was, hey, you know what? Even something like this, you may just want to accept that this is part of me. But, hey, God can actually heal you from that. And he just shared a story that he was. So, you know, is that something, I don't know, what do you, what did you guys just make of that? Like, is that should, something we should expect maybe? Or, I don't know, want, want to get your thoughts just weighing in. on. We, we were having some good discussion before. Well, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I think, I, I think obviously we believe in a, that God is a healer and that he can heal us of, of anything. And if you are someone who struggles with a phobia, for sure, I believe God can heal you of, you know, your phobias. I also believe uh, in seeing professionals. I, I just, I don't know, you call me whatever you want, but I believe in um, the power of prayer and I believe in the power of a good counselor, someone who could help you walk through some things and unpack, um, unpack maybe some roots or causes behind some of those phobias and see if you can't uh, anchor yourself in some different things. I think there are things that we do both consciously and subconsciously that sometimes can feed into phobias. Uh, and if we can, with the help of a professional, um, unpack some of that and, and, and get get away from those things, I think that that's always, always helpful. But um, yeah, I believe God can heal us, of, heal you of your phobias. And I think that... Um, in regards to your own journey of faith, struggling with fear, um, I, I, will, I will say this too: I wouldn't classify anything a phobia that I haven't actually heard as a phobia. As I wouldn't classify anything in my personal life as a phobia unless I'd really sought the the counsel of somebody. Sure. Uh, we, I okay. think sometimes we're okay. really good at trying to do self-diagnosis. Yes. WebMD. And you find yourself yeah. being like, oh, I have that. You know, and it's like, right. yeah. well, actually, you can't have that because you're supposed to be a lady. You know, like it's like, so, uh, you know, I think that we need to, we need to be careful not to just be like, oh, I'm experiencing these things. Therefore, you know, Z. No, if if you experience those things, maybe talking some of those things out with someone is is, is helpful. Um, that's good. No, we are very good at that, and I think that's what we do. It ju- this just made me think. I I hope this feels like this connects. One time, my professor, in one of my classes, was talking about how in Christian circles we're taught to, hey, don't do this. You know, don't th- don't even think about this. That's bad. That's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you should actually <laughs> like. Oh, you want to do this? You want to sleep around? You want to? Look at this. You want to make this bad decision? Why don't you think about it, actually? Why don't you think through what will happen yeah, like if you do this? Yeah. We're taught to not to not think it through at all. And, and so now maybe there's an intrigue that exists. So he was like, think think it through. Okay, I'll, I'll give in to this. And now what is that set up for me the next day? What is that set up for me next week? Blah, blah, blah. And I like that. And I hope that, that really – I hope this connects. That made sense for me in my mind because, like, we can self-diagnose – and oh man, I really struggle with this level of anxiety. Yeah. I really, I get, I get scared when when it comes to goodbyes. I don't know something. No, no, because and it's I like, think well, think it through. Like we we never spent the time. We just we're so whatever. No, but, because I yeah. think right now in society, it's mental health is a is a buzzword, mm-hmm. and so everyone is struggling at some regard in some regards with mental health, and therefore, 
if you struggle with this aspect of mental health, oh, you know, I have this now. Well, no, mm-hmm. like, uh, th- you, you, that's not necessarily the truth. And I think, yeah, like what you're saying, thinking things through is important. Um, and I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently um, about mental health and stuff like that. And he said something that I thought was really, really powerful um, that I've actually been thinking about and mulling over in my own heart. But he was like, you know, I believe in counselors and I believe in, you know, get seeking help for these things. He's like, I also believe that for far too long, the church has coddled things that we were meant to bind, Yeah, which I thought was really powerful. It like spoke to me, resonated in my heart, because I think sometimes, yeah, we're we may be a little quick to say, oh, I have this as opposed to being like, you know, what, I'm going to take this thing to the Lord in prayer uh, and, and trust as the scriptures say, whatever you bind on uh, on earth will shall be bound in heaven. Whatever mm. you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven in regards to trusting in the authority of Jesus Christ and his shed blood. You know, uh, I think that there is power in prayer and I'm not so sure uh, we always go in that regard. So, yes, I'm saying that there needs to be a healthy balance uh, and, and making sure that we're not coddling things that we have been given, you know, an opportunity to take before the Lord and bind in prayer and, uh, and, and need be, if need be, seek counseling. Make sure we unpack those things with the professional. I, it's kind of a side thought, but I think it connects to this and the fact that even how <clears throat> when we're talking about, well, I have this thing, I have a phobia, I have this like diagnoses were meant to describe our struggle and not necessarily describe who we are mm-hmm. D- do you know that's, what i mean that's, a that's word. good that's, that's a like word. like okay so you have a phobia in other words you struggle with fear over this thing but that doesn't define who you are right. and i think that we have we, we just have to be careful with that because when we bring it back to fear sometimes we can be like well i'm just a fearful person mm-hmm. yeah i get and again there's that acceptance right. yeah and i again what that person was bringing up in church i think that that's what i valued about them sharing that was like hey you don't have to just accept right well i'm fearful in this right. area well i'm just an afraid yeah with, yes. yeah that was i think and i feel like yeah absolutely right yes. you could choose to identify with something different and say you know what i could identify and say you know, this is a hopeless situation. I'm now fearful of this. Or you can identify with, you know what? There's, listen, there's no, there's now therefore no condemnation for those mm-hmm. who are in Christ Jesus. I don't need to be uh, fearful that I don't have this relationship with Jesus Christ because as I've stepped into relationship with Jesus Christ, I stand exonerated. But you know what I mean? Like, and I think that, that I'm just bringing that up because I know sometimes people are fearful of like, because especially right now, there's a lot of end times talk. So a lot of people can think in their hearts and minds, oh, like, am I, I don't even know, am I going to make it, do I have a relationship yeah. with, listen, no, there is now, therefore, no condemnation, so therefore, don't be so fearful of these things, you know, you stand exonerated before God because mm. of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, just talking about, like, the identity thing, like, one of the reasons why when Pastor Jeff, you know, said, hey, you know, things have changed for Sunday, why I was so eager, willing to speak about fear is because fear is something I struggle with. And it's not like, uh, I know you people at home can't see, but I'm holding my Bible up for these guys. And you see all the yellow tags. Those are my verses that I've marked about fear. Hmm. And there's a bunch in here. But fear isn't always just about outright anxiety over like like trembling fear but like a lot of my fears flow from how i view myself Mm. and because of not always viewing myself accurately like then i feel like well i can't handle that when it comes up and i can't handle that and and i guess the way i'm trying to connect it to this and what pastor moles is saying is a lot of these verses that i have marked in here about fear are about identity Mm. Because if I run to God as my refuge and he transforms those things in my heart about how I view myself and how I view him viewing me, Mm -hmm. then some of my fears about what I can and cannot handle begin to change. You know, and um, I think there are beautiful, wonderful times when God does an instant 
miraculous thing in our hearts where he sets us free. And it's not just fears. It's it's different vices that people have had, different sinful habits people have had where, like, in that instant, they're gone. You know, yeah. like, never needing, never desiring a drink again, never desiring a cigarette again, never, you know, my anger was dealt with. But then I, and those, those are beautiful moments. But then I think there's also beautiful moments where Jesus walks us along the mm-hmm. path. It's a different kind of a beautiful moment when through walking it out, we've learned, oh, wait, Jesus really is with me in all these things. Yeah, or it's a string of beautiful moments. It, that literally, yeah. literally what pops into my head is the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus' daughter. So the woman with the issue of blood, she's been dealing with this sickness for 12 years. She grabs the hem of Jesus' garment and is immediately healed. But before that, Jairus or Jairus or Jairus, Jairus, he he comes to see Jesus because his daughter is not feeling well. So he comes to see his uh, Jesus because his daughter is not feeling well. And in that, he's like, hey, can you come to my house and, and help deal with this particular issue? While the woman is being healed, his servant says, hey, don't bother him. It's you know what? She's she's dead. So don't bother him. And then <clears throat> scripture says he was like just kind of like shook like, whoa, she's dead. But Jesus looks at him and he says, we'll go anyway. Now, mind you, this guy just came to get this guy to perform a miracle with his daughter, sees him perform a miracle real time with this woman with the issue of blood, gets a real time answer that his daughter is now dead. And Jesus still says, well, you know what? I'm going to walk this journey with you. Mm-hmm. and see it to, through to the end. There are moments like what you're talking about where I believe we see the miracle real time right then and there. And then for some of us, we've still got a journey to make before we see, you know, the miracle That's take really place good. in a different way. That's a really yeah. great way to put it. And and uh, gives us some perspective too for all of us who are on different ends of the pe- spectrum with our experience with fear, with our experiences that we're talking about and our walk with Jesus. Hey, so maybe I've seen you over here. You, I watched the miracle real time and now I can have faith and pray for that in my own life. But realize maybe, Hey, God is walking me through even earlier. What you said, Pastor Jamal about maybe even some fears that I have because I have control issues Mm. or something. And Jesus is saying, actually, we're going to, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on this, actually. I'm going to take bit. away your control. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to deal with this because I need yeah. I need you to know that I'm in control. So yeah. it all may depend. Or or for me, it is a process. Wow, God's really working on me. And I say, hey, dude, sometimes God works as a process. You're like, dude, no, God did this work in my life one time. <laughs> yeah, one I was healed at the altar, boom. my guy, and it was awesome. Yeah, like, no, yeah. Oh, okay. And you celebrate and, you celebrate and, and we celebrate both. it, yeah. yeah. You right. celebrate yeah. both. Because here's the thing, and this is the challenge of when we preach. When we preach, we're preaching to a congregation full of a bunch of different people people the diff- bunch of different experiences a dump mm-hmm. a bunch of different places in their life and we have to try to convey information that encourages everybody challenges everybody but catches everybody mm-hmm. yeah so it's like we got to spread the net wide but yet within that there are still very specific people with we're actually talking to individual people too mm-hmm. and they yeah. each have a different experience and i think sometimes like like we can't capture everything in one time, yeah, in one sermon. So we explain about how there is freedom, and if you are struggling, it's okay because there's no shame in that because Jesus is there, and and we're trying to catch that wide. But yeah, but yeah. there is really a a, a a spectrum, yes, of of experiences in Christ that are all valid. You know, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that's not valid. You know, no, <laughs> don't get yeah. me wrong, but but you know what I mean. Like just because I didn't have the Paul experience. Where like I was blinded and knocked off the donkey, doesn't mean that I did not have an experience with Christ. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly. good. And that's, that's good too. Right, that's because good. I always am always like I'm always I I sometimes find this one passage of scripture funny that like we read the gospels and we're like, man, Jesus did a whole bunch of stuff. That's crazy, and then he you know dies, resurrects, and he's walking with these two dudes on the road. And he gives them basically the cliff notes of what you've read the entire time. <laughs> and then they're like, they make, man, why don't you come in and have dinner with us? Ah, oh, no, I got somewhere else to be. And then they turn and they look and he's gone. And then they're like, man, was that him? Because like, 
wait, bro, my heart was burning when we were yeah. having a conversation with this yeah. guy. And in my brain, I'm like, bro, you couldn't have just done that with like everybody. <laughs> like, you know what I'm He's yeah. like, I spent it took you three <laughs> years to do with the disciples, and they still didn't get it. Right. You took a, you took a stroll with these two dudes, and they were like, bro, my heart's on fire. You know. Dude, sometimes, man, you wish you were there, right? Like, hit, hit, what the Bible lesson from Jesus dude, that, about yeah, yeah. the Bible? <laughs> like, yo, yo, that was legit. Was yeah. Cool, he's like, let me, let me let me start at the beginning, right? And he's like, hits him with all this stuff. So. But yeah, well, that's cool. So look, we so we've been kind of all over, really talking about fear of God, legitimate fears we have, anxieties and things that we kind of put in our head, uh, even being delivered of those things. We're we're, we're kind of all over, which is great. We're hitting a lot of great stuff. I think too. One more thought, going back to what you were saying, Pastor Todd, about the spectrum. I think it's you know important. Yeah, it's hard for uh, you know at this if you're preaching to a group of people, you've got all these things that you're trying to kind of hit and and i think sometimes even too we can get caught up in like i won't move or you know this message won't hit me unless it speaks specifically to my scenario Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know why right now i just feel like i just want to speak to that right now like if your perspective is i can't i feel like i can't get behind a message you know maybe this message about fear or any message unless it speaks to me specifically and directly I feel like you, if you anchor there, you could miss out on the greater thing, which is Jesus. And Jesus, while in some regards has the real-time healing moment right then and there, for some people it's the process. For some people, there is, for some people, they may not see the healing, right, like on this side of heaven, but they've had his presence the entire time. Mm. All three of those, I I, I just want to encourage you with this. All three of those are sufficient. Yeah. Every last one of them. And honestly, we, we will experience all three of those for different situations yes. too. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a, Oh, I'm delivered every time of everything. Yes. No, 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 no. Some, you were delivered of this one time. Mm. Great. Now it's a process over here. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, God's always doing this. Well, you can have faith for God to deliver you. Yeah, they're all sufficient. All of them yeah. are. And I think, I, and I just want, I don't know why I just wanted to just say that because I think some people may feel like, oh, unless it, if God doesn't do it like this, then it's not real. No, that's not, that's not true. Like, you know, and I, I don't know why, but I just wanted to speak to that real quick. And in both aspects, we can think of that with ourselves. God didn't do this it didn't look like the way he did it in you. So I guess maybe it wasn't real or we can look and see like, well, when he did it in you, it didn't look like the way he did it in me. So yours must not be real too. Like it it flows both ways where understanding. Yeah. Yeah, And from what you were just saying, Pastor Jamal, because I was just thinking this as well. I think when it comes to, yeah. Oh, the sermon speaking to my individual situation or whatever, it's really cool in those moments when it does, but probably a lot of times it's not. Mm. Um, It, for, a very, very specific moment, and that doesn't mean it doesn't apply. That's where we want to be asking the Holy Spirit to be speaking to us. Mm-hmm. So I hear Pastor Todd up there. He's talking about his life. He's talking about the Word of God and how it applies to him, and he's talking about how it can apply to me. I now need to ask, if it's not already hitting me like a ton of bricks, because sometimes it's how it works, but if it's not, I need to ask the Holy Spirit, God, how should this be affecting me right now? Mm-hmm. How should you blah, blah. I need to hear from God. And I feel like that's what we wrestle with as preachers. That's what I'm always wrestling with of like the level of, um, I need to be persuasive. I need to be convincing. I have to build this case or argument or something, but also be like, I, there's absolutely no way I can convince anyone of anything. So I just have to preach God's word and ask the Holy Spirit yeah. to speak through me, use the words I'm going to put out on the table, but he's going to do something else yeah, with them. Yeah. But so you as the listener, whoever, whoever's listening, me as I'm listening, I need to be asking the Holy Spirit, especially if I'm a Christian, that I should be asking the Holy Spirit, please be speaking to me right mm. now. How do you want to um, affect this in my life, yeah. whatever? And so. just to throw it out there too, like just because in the moment you don't feel him speaking to you, like one of the things I love about the podcast is as we're talking about stuff and we're talking to each other about our own experiences with that topic or that, you know, how God has spoke to us about that thing. Like there's always stuff that comes up that I'm like, I never thought about that. And that does apply to me or whatever. And so I think that's part of the beauty of being in a body Yeah. yeah. that if you talk about, I, I know you may be where I talk about the sermon with my friends, but 
But if you talk about it and say, hey, what do you think about it? Or here's what I thought about it. Then maybe you can help each other connect with it in a way that will help you both grow. That maybe it didn't in the moment. You, you yeah. Know? Like that's the body coming together too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, so let's let's do this. I, I, I wanted to ask, I, I guess, I hope this feels related. I'll ask one more or two more questions. The one was this, kind of bringing it back to the sermon. And I just, I don't know, as I was looking at my notes, I just wanted to one more time go over it. I told you this before. Um, Jesus's response in the storm. <clears throat> and he said, hey, yeah. you have little faith. And <laughs> you addressed it. Like, you totally did. You were like, hey, it's not about fear, not having enough faith. But you're like, yes, Jesus just said you have little faith. And he's, in the original Greek, it's it's a matter of trust. And Jesus is saying, hey, trust me. I don't, I don't know what the disconnect was for me as I was like retyping this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so what's going on there? Okay. What's going on there? Because we're so, saying that right now. Right, 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 right. And then I'm like, well, he did say you have little faith. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I looked, I, 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 the one commentary I was using to, to make sure I, what I was thinking about these things are accurate or whatever. It actually five times that phrase is used. Mm-hmm. Four of them, uh, all five of them is Jesus speaking to his disciples, which I find interesting. Yeah. Four of them are in Matthew. One of them is in Luke. And in every case, it's where he's like, all right, guys, come on, come on. You know, like trying to get them to understand that, listen, like I'm right here with you. Why are you, why are, why are you struggling with this? I'm right here with you. I'm right in front of you doing this. And it's this idea of like, guys, you know him. Sometimes it's like right after he did a miracle, and the very next thing, they're like, yeah, I don't know if, how we're going to do this. And Jesus is like, you guys have little faith. I'm right here. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think, yeah. So yeah. when you said it, the way in the way you unpacked it, mm-hmm. I took it as Jesus is asking like, hey, man, don't you trust me? Which right. is if I'm if I'm looking at it from the scope of Jesus's life and I don't have really a chronological timeline for when these things are taking place. But if you've spent a lot of time with these guys and they've seen you perform miracles multiple times, it's like, bro, like, don't you trust me? Like, haven't I proven to you on multiple occasions that you can trust me? Right. So if Jesus like and I think in this particular passage where Jesus is like, hey, we're going to go here. Mm -hmm. If I said we're going to go here, you can trust that that's where we're going to go, even if a storm kicks up. And I think. It's always interesting because like I think it's always interesting to Jesus when he bumps into people who say something crazy out of faith. Right. Like when he'll say, oh, well, look, I don't know if I can do that. Or when it comes to uh, the woman who the Cy- is a Syrophoenician woman. Right. She was like she came before Jesus. Yeah, and, so I was just looking up. yeah she was she came before Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. She was had a request for him. And he was like, well. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the son of man has come for the Jews first and then for the Gentiles. Right, right, and right. then she makes the comment. She's like, well, even the dogs Eat get the scraps from the, the master's table. Right. And he was like, whoa, OK. Like, you know, like almost like he was like, you like know you get it. Disciple. Like, right, she, right, gets right. It. she gets it. Like he was like, <laughs> yeah. you get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. You know, and I think that that he seems to be uh, like cause that's one of the things about jesus that always was like interesting to me the scriptures say he was surprised i'm like can you really catch god all you know like by surprise mm-hmm. but he was surprised to see the level of faith from these different people in these different moments and so the irony is that from his own disciples who he has spent so much time with he's like bro like really like come on man you still don't believe you oh ye of little faith you still don't believe that i can do these things or that i am you know if I say that these things are going to take place, that they're going to take place. That's how I received what you were saying. Yeah. 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 I I think it's the idea of relationship. You, you know me at this point, bro. All right. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes Rebecca will say something to me. I'll be like, Bex, are you serious? She's like, well, are you going to whatever, get this done or something? I'm like, every day I, or, or or like (laughs) I do this every time or something. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. But I, I just had to ask. I'm like, <laughs> no, you no, know, no, I was going to do it. But it goes the other way, too. Right. Yeah. Like, so sometimes <laughs> my wife, one time she did. I was going to do something. I was like, yo, I was going to do that. She's like, OK, I, I, yeah, I know. 
I'm like, <laughs> why you say it like that though? Like, you know, like, like, like why you say it like that? Like, she's and like, she, mm-hmm. yeah, right, so she hits me. She hits me. With, she's like, well, I just, I trust you to be Jamal. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like the way you worded that. I, don't like, like, I, don't, I really do. I genuinely didn't like the way you worded that. It made me feel some type of way. But I completely 100% understand. She trusts me to be consistent with who I am. Mm-hmm. She trusts me to be me. And so then when I do it, she'll be like, Hey, I really appreciated that. I'm like, yeah. hold on, you ain't gotta like single it out like it's a rare occasion. <laughs> like, I, I, you don't <laughs> have to say it like do that. Though, come on, yeah. <laughs> like I you never can be like do you can be like things. hey thanks, and then or you can be like thanks for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I never do these things, but she'll be like, no, no, no. I'm saying I, I'm be, I'm expressing my appreciation. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I, like I got it. Like <laughs> like <laughs> like it's unusual. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but then, no, but then you do it, and then nothing is said, and like, yo, why didn't you notice? Why <laughs> did you say anything? Hey, thing, like, hey, well, I did this did for it. you. <laughs> you know, like we didn't fish around it. for that you didn't in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but for real. She, uh, but that's yeah. I I get that for sure. No, that's good. And actually, just from what you said, Pastor Todd, about um, how how that is actually said that by Jesus, that phrase, "You have little faith," five times, four times in the Book of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's part part of what's going on in the Book of Matthew as well. I think that he's comparing that like you guys all hit on it but yeah like the centurion even like the siphonician woman mm-hmm. that's matthew uh, i just looked it up like 12 or something matthew ele- uh, matthew 8 the centurion's faith he's like heal my servant who's demon possessed and he's like oh i'll come to him and the centurion's like no, no no you don't even have to come because i understand authority if i tell somebody to do it they just do it you i i know if you just say it he'll be healed mm-hmm. and jesus is like Man, I haven't seen faith like this amongst my own people. my own, my own people. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and then and then the disciples like during the storm, he's like, "Come on, yeah, a little faith." So, <laughs> yes, even again for us in that sense, who are followers of Jesus, then I mean, this is what it's there for for me to look. The Bible's like a mirror for my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm a follower of Jesus. We would consider ourselves the people of God. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, <laughs> other people may say, "Well, I thought God, if you believe in God, wouldn't He just can't He just do this?" Like, so yeah. Oh, right. I, wait. Don't get caught off guard. Hold on a second. Don't let Jesus say, "Come on, Matt, little faith." Like you're, yeah. dude. You wanna you follow like you me? Know me like man. You know me, Like yeah, uh, yeah. That's right, Jesus. My, you're you're my boss. Not fear. Not right. There's the, definitely it. Can it not be challenging and yet comforting at the same time? Yeah. And that's what I kind of well, feel like is happening here. Like, mm-hmm. like, come on, guys. You know me. You yeah. know I'm yeah. I'm here with you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think you no. see that a little bit too when Lazarus dies, right? Like yeah. Mary and Martha. She, you know. If you had been here, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. If you had been here, Jesus, you know, my brother wouldn't have died. But even more than that, like, he's like, (laughs) when he gets word that Lazarus is sick, they're like, bro, he's not doing well. He's like, oh, word? Cool, cool, cool. I'll be there in four days. Like, it's like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) He's like, yo, I know this one sandwich place. (laughs) Right. He's like, I want to kick it with the boys for a little bit before (laughs) I come back. But, um, but yeah, in that, you know, in that moment, like, he comes and he says to her, he says, or I think it's uh, Martha. You know, he says to her, he says, yeah, your brother, your brother is going to live. She's like, yeah, no, no. I know that when all things are done, like Mm -hmm. that he's going to live again. And it's like ironic. I think that like soon after, like he's looking at the crowd and he has compassion upon them. Mm -hmm. Like because it's like they he's and I would I'm this is me totally inferring. You're not supposed to. I would imagine that some of that compassion comes from a place of, man, these people really don't even know what they have in me present here right now in this moment Hmm. you know they weep and wail because it's their tradition and uh it's one of the ways that they're they're mourning but if they really knew who was standing here in their presence right now they wouldn't do that Hmm. they would they would recognize they don't need to because of the son of man being present right here so i find that to be uh, I find that to be super interesting. And even yeah, going from that, right? It's almost like if you were friends with Jesus, and he and he's doing these miracles, and it's paying like, your taxes. Wow, this is awesome! You. Yeah, from a, then, <laughs> paying your taxes from a fish. From a fish, I'm like, whoa! Jesus paid taxes from the fish. What? <laughs> My man is out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. And so you have you believe he's great, and and again, they were friends with him. And then they're like, hey, Lazarus is sick. Any any chance you can help? And he's like, uh, uh. so then he dies, and they're like, uh, okay, well, I know you could have helped, but that that's all right. I mean, uh, I wanted to get this from you, and like, just I don't know, it's, it's playing in my head from what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah, I was totally yeah. living it out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, like, yeah. no, you don't understand 
what is here and what this means. Like, I'm not just a healer. I'm not just uh, for our purposes, like a vending machine. I'm not, I'm not here just to give yes. when you need something. Like I'm here with you. The son and of God. The, yeah, I'm here. Right. Yeah. It's so much bigger. Yes. And then he's like, all right, let me just show you <laughs> that. I know what I'm talking like, about. I'm really out here. And then when they see the, the, uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they're like, Oh, he's got to go. He's resurrecting people. That's yeah. it. We got to kill this <laughs> yeah. guy. He's out and, here. And the funny thing about that is you see all throughout it, Jesus does a miracle and then two pages over. And I realize two pages is a lot more than just two pages. Yeah. You could be talking about months, days, weeks, whatever. But then he turns around and they're like, Jesus, what are we going to do? And he's like, I just <laughs> did this. Well, no, I, I just How are today. we going to feed 5,000 people? <laughs> I just fed 4,000. He feeds the 5,000, uh, which it's maybe more. Mm. Then it's the next day they come across the lake, the same crowd of people. <laughs> they're, he's like, well, you're just here because I gave you physical food, like food. You watched a miracle mm. yesterday. They're like, yeah, we are. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I can give you spiritual food. They're like, well, what's the sign that you're real? You're the real deal. <laughs> right. Right, like, right. I'm like, no, but you, that was yesterday. <laughs> you were there. You're the same bro, you Remember, you ate and you didn't even bring it. No, you had, no. Remember the leftovers? Bro, right. You ate and had leftovers. It's right. not even one of those oh, things. Dude. It's not one of those things that's Can like, man, we were satisfied. Today. No, he sent you home with stuff, like with <laughs> buckets full of food. Leftover pizza. Like leftovers, bro. And you come back like, bro, hey, man, you are. Uh, want to do that thing again you know with the food you know that'd be really nice you know like and jesus right like, he's yeah, like, but we nah. need a sign i don't know if you're really the guy right though. and then he doubles down i love it though because jesus doubles down he's like you want a sign cool you got to eat in my flesh drink of my blood they're like yo this dude's crazy and it says like people abandon like people yeah, who yeah, have been yeah, following yeah. them for a good amount of time say all right that's enough you know like i don't know if yeah. i'm gonna follow him from now on and then I love this. This is one of my favorite verses, actually, John, John chapter six. But then Jesus says, turns to his disciples and he says, are you going to abandon me, too? Yeah. And I know yeah. that Peter gets a bad rap a lot of times, but this is the line in my mind that I'm like, Peter's that dude, guy. I, I, like, yo, Peter's I that the guy. Same like, way. Like, I read it today. I read, I it today. read I it and like, I'm like, Peter's that guy. Peter's literally he's like, where else are we going to go? I love that, yeah. man. It's such 100 yeah. percent. He's tripled down. Like if Jesus doubled down, <laughs> yeah. Peter triples down. And then, you know, back he backpedals later. He's like, I don't know that guy. But <laughs> but in that moment, in that moment, he, he just triples down. He's like, no, where else are we going to go? Like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going you, you to with you. You know, your, I mean? your words. You have the words of eternal life. You're the holy one of God. Where, you're the where one. else are we going to go? Well, you're the one, man. And, and that screams to me like like an intimacy in a relationship that like has really changed Peter, yeah. you know. I mean, he still had more changing to yeah, do. Yeah, but like, to do. like when was the last time when one of your buddies is like, "All right, I gotta get going." Or are you are you staying? And you're like, "Where else would I go? Yeah, yeah. Where else would I go? Why why, why would I leave you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. was the last time we did that one? No. It'd be or weird. A friend, but, or but a friend you know, offended us. Oh, a friend. Right, we got yeah. in an argument with a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this mean? It's over between us, dude. Honestly, man. Who else am I gonna like? It's you, bro. It's you and me, dude. To bring to bring it full circle, um, we we are those people in the story. Yes. We're one hundred percent the people who are like, but Jesus, how do I know you're gonna keep on, you know, doing these things? And and you know, like I'm just gonna use your example, Pastor yeah. Ty, right? Yeah. Like, so to today, it's it's wow, man. We sold we sold our house, got another house, like got our new house mm-hmm. like boom boom yeah and then three days from now pastor talk and be like god what am i gonna do about this and about God's this like, right. bro i just gave you a whole house and again and maybe and maybe that's okay so that was the moment or that was the the quick wow god just came through yeah well well, it's, so this one's the process now. I'm in the process one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, this is the process it's a, one. It's supposed to be, well, yeah, you know how I got you through that? Like nothing. So I'm going to help you get through right. this process now. No, no, I don't want the process. <laughs> I, I just the, want the. I want to hit the vending machine button, <laughs> right, bro. Right. B3, you know, <laughs> Sally Mae gone. Can I get that in Jesus' name? <laughs> Can I get that in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. And that's the one thing I kind of like about these series is even if each of these things are a major issue, they're all common human struggles. Yeah. And so there's something within that that pulls us together. And and again, like we said, the disciples get a bad rap. But if we take time to like really th- like think yeah. through what's going on and I realize, man, these disciples were actually a lot better than me. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like 
they were walking with Jesus and they did stuff that I'd be kind of like, eh, you know, like go get a basket. Why? For like, what? You know, for, yeah, like, like I don't think this is gonna work. Jesus. I mean, look at him. <laughs> yeah. What's he gonna do? Right. Yeah, you know, like, and so, so I, I think bringing it all back around, it really is about a person, mm-hmm. and the relationship we have with him, and more so the relationship he has with us, yeah. because it's not really dependent <laughs> upon us at all. And he's so gracious with us, and he's so kind with us that, like, man, we don't deserve it. And yet here he is, here we are in the midst of our fears, in the midst of our whatever it is, where we're like, I can't do this, or, or God, I really want that thing. You know, talking about envy, come or wait, what's greed or whatever, you mm. know, and envy and all that stuff. But, but then he would have a relationship with us, like, mm. like that's intense, you know, and that's really kind of where all of our hopes lie in, you yeah. know. awesome everyone well thank you so much for joining us on the monday morning recap it's been fun and uh we'll see you next time later you're <laughs>